so modern thinking and thinking in general is like that. Is like it's it's timid, isn't it? It's like we, mm. oh, we can't say you know can't lay down big you know, like you say big statements or you know we can't try that now. It's too scary, mm. you know. Yeah, we've had that. Everything's blown up in our, in our face in terms of like systems. Yes. So yes. yeah. No and we've been. and I think and I, I think you're right and I think it's it's I mean again it'd be interesting to do some research on this but it's I don't think it's I don't think it's it's surprising that Hegel was probably the last of the of the great encyclopedic philosophers and Hegel was probably just at the point just just before we were starting to get the rise of kind of Prussian nationalism uh, which then kind of segues into uh, uh, um, you know um, you know um, kind of the First World War and the Second World War. Um, and that that kind of historical moment of totalitarianism and totalism mm. um, built round the idea of a, of, a, of a grand narrative of a, of, a, of, a, of a big philosophy which explains everything. People are, I think people are a bit worried now about coming up with the big totalizing philosophical systems yeah. for fear that they might run roughshod over you know over um, you know individuals you know uh, um, um, you know other kind of groups and so on. we've seen it happen. Um, mm. And maybe that, I mean, yeah, maybe we'll get a return to that. And we're seeing a return, you know, we are seeing a return to kind of, you know, sort of very hard right, um, you know, political views, mm. which are much more comfortable with totalistic understandings of, of, of totalistic worldviews. This is the way the universe ought to be. This is the way the, the whole world should be, mm. rather than that more kind of perhaps, you know, postmodern understanding. Well, you know, there are local narratives. The world functions in different ways, in different in different bits, and with different people. Um, I think you know the, the the I think the right wing agenda tends to have a, uh, tends to be much more comfortable with a kind of a grand narrative view. So maybe mm. we are returning for good or ill to this the, to the big picture. Um, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Like I don't want to get too political about it, but I'll, I'll no, also no, but also see things jumping. Uh, I find I found. Um, um, bits of right wing, uh, you know, ideology jumping into left wing ideology and the opposite, mm. Mm, absolutely it's becoming very strange. You know, it's very like you, you, you have to kind of sit, uh, stand back a bit and look at what's going on. It's uh, and it's a bit, you know, it's a bit um, disorientating. Mm. You know, well, it's a bit of a truism, truism isn't it? Truism that, that that both both ends of the political spectrum are are, are prone to totalism. Yeah, uh, because they both. They both subvert the the individual to the state. Yeah. Um, so in one form or another, um, you know, both ends say, well, okay, you know, the, the, the more kind of the extreme left wing say, well, you know, there is no you know, individuals all part of the collective, and um, they're all part of the kind of you know the 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 um, the, the, the the state and and uh, um, um, you know we, we should have all things in common and so on and so forth. So that's that end. Um, then of course you know the far the far right end. Um, you know, you've got a similar kind of well. You know, the state has to kind of determine how you behave, and the yeah. state has to kind of police how you behave. Uh, and this is the system we're going to be functioning with. And if you don't fit with this system, then you know you're a failure. And you don't work. You need and you know you don't survive. Mm. Um, so you've got those kind of those kind of extremes. Um, so I think yeah. you're, you're you're right on that. Yeah, um, they seem to yeah they seem to that kind of thing seems to be coming together. Mm. It's like um, people are just not listening. Yes. You know, to other yes. other people's like views, or they don't they they listen and and um, um, and just completely ignore what's being said. It seems mm. Mm. it's a scary yeah. thing. Well, it is. <laughs> it is, and you, and you know, it's it's always you know that's part of the problem, I think, um, 
with enough you know, um, you know, uh, you know, undermine everything that we've been talking about over the last you know, few years. But um, that's mm-hmm. the problem, I think, with 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 kind of philosophically uh, empowered social experiments. Yeah. So if you have a philosophical system which you were designed in abstract in abstraction, and you say, okay, what we're going to do now is we're going to we're going to uh, you know rid the, the the country or rid the world of of all the kind of previous background, all the kind of organically kind of developed you know cultures mm. and ideas and so on. We're going to scrap all that. We're going to kill off the aristocracy um, and all that kind of nonsense, uh, and we are going to now establish a new ideology. And we saw this in in in, uh, in during the French Revolution, mm. the Russian Revolution. Um, you get rid of you get rid of you know the ancien regime, um, and you put in place and enforce um, yeah. a new a new agenda. And that new agenda is almost invariably um, are cashed out in terms of an underst- a new understanding of the state. So the yeah. state so, again becomes. I mean, it's almost like you know, it starts out in that kind of you know, oh yes, perhaps we're being kind of platonic and and we're kind of you know trying to create the republic, um, but then it ends up with the rights of the individuals um, being you know subverted. Um, you know, people having their you know people having their kids taken away from them, and people not mm. um, people being condemned for not being. Uh, you know, the French Revolution actually kind of you know there there were shrines, um, altars set up um, to the state. You know, it was mm. almost like the state became the new god. Um, similarly, in Russia during the Russian Revolution, you know, you, you had you had the you know the, the, the body politic um, that becomes that becomes the new the, the new god, if you like the new the new overlord, um, and everything is subservient to that. Then you've got then you know again drawing on kind of a form of Marxist Leninism and so on. Uh, you know, then you've got you know you've got the the the, the, the American um, the great American experiment yeah. uh, with a whole bunch of people you know running off to running off to to, to Plymouth Rock. Mm. Um, and bringing with them this kind of understanding of some kind of you know enforceable utopia, hmm. uh, which you know involves them a <laughs> clearing away the existing kind of population, and then b you know setting up um, a kind of cult of the individual. Um, so yeah, very very so, and, and it generally goes wrong. It seems, I mean, hmm. it seems historically that that kind of that kind of experiment. Um, uh, and you see this in science fiction. All these kind of you know people who decide they're going to leave the you know leave the world to set up a new set up a new colony on another world, mm. um, and they just end up bringing you know bringing some kind of tyranny. There's always somebody who ends up tyran- tyrannizing, terrorizing. Tyranny. Otherwise, there, w- there wouldn't be a story, though, would there? Well, no, no that's where the dr- <laughs> that's where the drama is. So you know, while one likes to think you know every, mm. you know, well, as philosophers, you like to think you know, things should be philosophically informed. People should think about stuff. Yeah. We should have a plan. You know, we should have this kind. But as soon as you have a plan, as we said before, time and time again about mm. any kind of utopianism, as soon as you've got a plan, then um, um, it, it's it's only a hop, skip, and a jump to having to enforce that plan mm. to make it work. You know, I mean, if you genuinely think that your 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 way forward is the best way forward, um, yeah. then of course you're going to want to enforce it, and you might you might do it for the good of all to start with. And you might try and be lenient, but there'll always be somebody who'll stand against you, which means that, you know um, you've got to take you know f- you know firmer and firmer and, more, and harsher measures to yeah. make sure that the, to make sure that the world doesn't doesn't collapse into chaos, because chaos is um, the failure of the the failure of the new model. I suppose jumping off to a new new model, yeah, you know, like a revolution. In fact, mm. it's such a delicate thing. Mm. Um, that yeah, I always think of the um, Seven Samurai, where Obviously. they're they're protecting the the samurai protecting the village from the uh, bandits, mm. 
and mm. um, a few of the peasants realise that their houses, who are on the that they're on the edge of the village, will be lost, yes. yeah, for the greater good, mm. you know, and um, uh, and up to this point the um, the, the samurai being quite um, affable, mm. but then then a couple of peasants say, no, we're not going to take this, we're going to defend our, and then you know the leader of the samurai gets his sword out and said, no, you know. And like yeah. with deadly force, he's willing mm. to drive them back, and that's the kind of the position, isn't it, of of a revolution? But I suppose this is a revolution in war in that mm. instance. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, all revolutions do. I mean, in one form or another, they they, you know, they, they do rely on 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 uh, on coercion at some point because you know not everybody's going to be on the bus. You know, so you're going to have to force people on the bus or kick people off the bus. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting, I mean, and it got me thinking after after we we, we chatted previously. Um, mm. you know, if we were to, you know, if we were going to put together, you know, if we were going to kind of, you know, indulge in this in this flight of fancy, if we were going to say, okay, you know, we've uh, we've done the podcasts, um, we've been doing this for for a, for a few years now. Mm. Uh, now it's time to put our money where our mouth is, yeah. and come up with a WTF philosophy. Oh yeah, um, I'm on board with and, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then you know, anybody who wants in um, can pitch up at the you know, WTF mansions, and we can become, you know, we can start our own little kind of community. Um, where do you, you know, I was just trying to, you know, where do you, where do you start mm. with with that? I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I tend, I tend to, I, I tend to favour, and I, and I think this is probably. Um, just because of my and my kind of philosophical training, um, I tend to kind of favour the kind of the, the the relatively standard kind of um, Greek philosophical approach, mm -hmm. which is okay. First of all, you've got to have some kind of metaphysic. Mm -hmm. You've got to kind of have a big picture. Your metaphysic is your is your overarching uh, understanding of the nature of the world, the nature mm -hmm. of the universe, um, uh, and that's quite complicated because a lot of a lot of metaphysics. Um, as we know, a met most metaphysical claims, as, as Kant points out, can't be substantiated, which is, you know, which is why when he did the critiques, it was kind mm. of, well, we need to jettison all this traditional metaphysics, um, because, you know, whether there is or isn't a God is not up for debate. How can we possibly ever know? Mm -hmm. um, so, but to some extent, we all, I mean, we all operate with the metaphysic. I, mean, I was thinking about this the other day. Mm. Um, it doesn't matter whether you're philosophically trained or not. You have a sense of how the how the universe functions, yeah. um, and it might be uh, um, you know it might be a religious one. You might just have adopted this kind of religious view that you know everything kind of makes sense. You may have a view that that um, there's order and regularity you know, in the system, um, scientifically demonstrable, and mm. maybe that's what you're going with. You might have a, a sense where nothing particularly makes sense, um, but you've got that. Uh, and and it, it, what is interesting is, is people like Augustine, for example, so Augustine, fourth century, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, church father. Um, people like Augustine, people like like David Hume, um, made the point um, that that most metaphysics are based on belief. Mm. Um, People like, like so Augustine and and Anselm of Canterbury, eleventh century, and so on. Hume doesn't actually say it in quite these these terms, but they used from a religious point of view. These the, the the phrase "fides quarens intellectum," which means faith seeking understanding. Mm. Uh, and the idea there is that okay, well, you know, your metaphysics starts off uh, with a fideistic, uh, um, kind of starting point. You start off with faith. 
You start mm -hmm. to think, okay, what do I believe? What do I? Be There's nothing like you know, the absolute ground point of, of your of your metaphysic can't be demonstrated. Yeah. Um, because you you know it, it it's it's an assumption you make. So you say, okay, I will assume that the universe makes sense. That's mm. my kind of ground belief. And Hume says, you know, it, that's that's the that's the empiricist's faith belief that you believe everything makes sense. You believe that cause and effect is mm. an immutable law of the universe, um, and you start from that. It may not be true, but you've got to start somewhere. Yeah, um, I, I, I would, uh, um, yeah, really agree with that. Um, uh, so, I, I even go as far as you know, saying that, uh, to a certain extent, no, to all extent. Mm -hmm. everything is based on on faith even you know um you know logic logic and mm. you know, mathematics we, we like when we teach when you teach mathematics to a child mm. they have to kind of um get to the get to the um the answer themselves you know if mm. if you show if, if like um blackadder teaching um uh, baldrick you know what does beans. Uh, yeah beans yeah <laughs> two beans plus Two more beans. What does that make? You know, small <laughs> casserole. Small casserole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, but um, the point is that Baldrick has to get to four himself. Mm. Yeah. So he isn't being inputted in his brain. You know, mm. it isn't. It's a, a kind of. It's just it has to appear there. Yes. And uh, that's been something I've been really interested, uh, very interested in for a long time. That kind mm. of thing it's like it's the same thing with language how you learn language so i really agree with that kind of mm. the basis of um of uh a philosophy faith yeah. seeking understanding so this is the world as we are it like um you know is it another wittgenstein reference I can't remember. the world as i found it okay ah, yeah, yeah, Plonk, yeah, here yeah. it is here yeah. we are yeah very um Hegelian, very Hegelian as well yeah. yeah we have to accept it as it is and now we can mm. investigate it you know, mm. we can't mm. say, well, I don't trust anything at all. Yes, you know. absolutely. Absolutely.